is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Not Giving a Puck with your host, Nick Scortino. So today, uh, we're going to be doing something a little bit different today. So um, first part of the show, we'll be talking about some of the uh, arbitration deals that have been signed or signed before uh, that went to arbitration and, you know, go over that. Um, Then we'll be talking about the best under-the-radar signings, according to ESPN. Um, Adidas is not um, redoing their uniform and apparel deal with the NHL after the 2023-2024 season, so we'll uh, dive into that as well. Uh, We have some fantasy talk. So we have the uh, top 50 center rankings and the top 50 defensemen. So we will, uh, you know, kind of run through that list, uh, talk about, you know, maybe like the first top 10 in each kind of go through that. And today we're going to end the show a little bit differently. We're going to be talking about some of my favorite um, hockey movies, kind of, you know, switching it up, really just trying to, uh, you know, make this a little bit more fun (laughs) because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of news coming out right now um, about anything really going on in the NHL. So figured why not make it uh, make it interesting, and we'll talk about uh, some of these movies. Um, I got f- uh, four movies pulled up, so we will definitely get into those later. But before we really get into everything, we're going to take a quick break to um, hear from some of our sponsors here on the Chop Sports Media. And without further ado, we will be right back. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some some of us folks are still using Hotmail. What's going on, ladies and gents of Chop Sports? It's your boy, Sturch, again. And today I want to talk to you about our newest affiliate and sponsor, and that's the Fusco Insurance Agency. Michael Fusco has partnered up with Chop Sports, and we are very pumped about every single service his company has to offer. The Fusco Insurance Agency offers personal and commercial lines, life insurance, health insurance. They even help with retirement and employee benefit administration. They offer accounting services through Prestige Tax Group, tax preparation and planning, bookkeeping, payroll, retirement planning, insurance, asset protection, and even life settlements. Guys, they even fix your credit, okay? They have credit repair through their own physically fit credit repair. They offer exclusive plans, and Fusco's promise to you is that you can't lose money and you can participate in all the gains with a cap. If you're looking for a blend of personal service and expertise, you've come to the right place. They offer a broad range of services for business owners and independent professionals. Their rates are affordable, they're very experienced, and of course, the most important part about this whole thing, they're very friendly people. Visit the website right now for more of the ins and outs that Michael offers at www.fuscoinsurancecompany.com. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. So let's dive straight into some of these deals that have been signed. So um, starting off, 
Ethan Bear, uh, the restricted free agent defenseman, is going to be back with the Hurricanes for this upcoming season. They agreed to a one-year, $2.2 million deal. Uh, very good deal for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Ethan Bear was a pretty big piece of their uh, defensive core last year. And uh, retaining him for another season, uh, you know, $2.2 million deal, not that bad at all. And I think that helps out Carolina, uh, helps out Carolina tremendously so they can, you know, try to make another uh, run for the cup this season. So good on them. Uh, Capo Caco has re-signed a uh, two-year, $4.2 million deal with the New York Rangers. Um, not really uh, surprised, honestly. I-, I didn't really think he was going to leave regardless of uh, with everything that happened in the um, you know final few games for the New York Rangers season this year in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, even when he got benched, you you just you don't give up on those types of, of players even if they're having a little bit of a rough season and you know maybe a rough playoffs but it was also his first time in the, really in the playoffs and um the kid line played played very well but um you know I just think he uh he just needs a <clears throat> another season under Gallant to really get that um that system down and i think once kako has that system down he may be a pretty uh solid he may be not pretty solid he's probably going to be a very important piece to the new york rangers in the future um owen tippett re-upped with the flyers uh two-year three million dollar deal he was uh one of the uh pro he was the big prospects sent over in the claude Giroux trade to the panthers uh not really surprised by that one uh the Flyers would have been stupid to let him uh, to let somebody try to sign him, so they hold on to him. Not a not a bad deal at all. Um, <clears throat> then one of the other big free agents um, is now off the board. Uh, John Klingberg agreed to a one year deal with the Ducks. Um, so Klingberg last season played seventy four games for the for the Dallas Stars, had six goals, forty one assists, forty seven points. Very good. Um, Defense, uh, defensive numbers, you know, had 22, point, uh, 22 minutes, 13 seconds of uh, time on ice. And he, he was a, his plus minus was a minus 28. So he, uh, he's been very good. He's uh, a right-handed defenseman. Um, he's been, he's had a little bit of an off year uh, the last few seasons, really. Um you know, he only had 36 points and 32 points in the last two seasons with Dallas. But I think, um, you know, I think that the Ducks bringing him in on a one-year deal is really good, really great for them because they're in the process of rebuilding, but they have a lot of great young talent, and they've held on to John Gibson. And I think that if they, you know, if they – can maybe even keep Klingberg long-term, depending on how he plays this season, and would benefit them a lot because they lost um, Josh Manson. They traded him to uh, Colorado, and there's one other defenseman I'm drawing a blank on. Um, but uh, getting getting a guy like Klingberg on a one-year deal is, is very good. You don't have to pay him too, too much, but <clears throat> uh, I think it's a really I think it's a really good deal, and I think he'll, he'll definitely help out that uh, young Anaheim team. So now we're going to go to the – actually, we're not going to go to the uh, the under-the-radar uh, 
things yet. We're going because there is actually a few more deals that we do need to talk about. Um, the Devils uh, signed restricted free agent Tice Thompson uh, to a two-year, one point five two million dollar deal. Um, you know, it's a good deal by the Devils. Uh, Tice Thompson is a pretty good uh, centerman, so. And honestly, at this point, you can never have too much too much center depth given uh, the injury histories of Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes. So you're going to need all the center uh, depth you can get. And Tyson's has been uh, pretty solid for the Devils through the last uh, uh, last like season and a half, I guess. Um, but good to keep him around. Uh, two year deal, uh, not bad at all. Um, Zach McEwen resigned with the uh, <clears throat> with the Flyers. Uh, one year, uh, $925,000 contract. Uh, Flyers are just trying to hold on to everybody they they can uh, in regards to their cap situation. So not really super surprised by this. Um, so the Flames have been busy. Um, they have re-signed defenseman Oliver Kylington to a or Killington, I could be completely wrong on that name. To a two-year, five million dollar deal, uh, they re-signed forward Martin Pospisil to a one-year, seven hundred fifty thousand dollar contract, and they have uh, re-signed Andrew uh, Magiapane to a three-year, seventeen point four million dollar deal. So, uh, good deal w- for the Flames. Um, Magiapane played in eighty-two games last year, uh, thirty-five goals, twenty assists, fifty-five points. Um, he played very well uh, for for the Flames, and he's definitely going to be one of those guys that they rely on a lot next year, especially uh, since they've lost um, Matthew Kachuk and um, Johnny Gaudreau. And I think he slots more into a Johnny Gaudreau type of role, uh, you know, more of more of an assist man, but he can also score a lot, a whole lot of goals. So. I think it'll be uh, interesting to see what they uh, what they do with him, especially now too, because they have uh, Jonathan Huberto as well. So, but I think a uh, a great deal for the uh, Flames, holding on to uh, a lot of their guys, and um, you know he was a uh, he was a six round pick, so not a super super expensive deal because we're going to be talking about another sixth round pick in Jesper Bratt. So Jesper Bratt signed a one-year $5.45 million contract with the Devils today. Um, he'll be in RFA at the end of next season. I think this is a fantastic deal by Tom Fitzgerald. And I, I will say that now because they avoided arbitration, so they got the deal done. Uh, it is a one-year pretty much bridge uh, slash prove-it deal, which understandable. Uh I can understand why they were reluctant to give Brat a long-term contract, and that is because this past season uh, he played in 76 games, 26 goals, 47 assists, 73 points. Great, great production out of Jesper Brat this year, but you don't know if it's going to replicate next year. And with them handing him this deal, they're saying, hey, if you can do something similar to this, we'll really discuss uh, long-term uh, contract uh, contract extension, and I think that um, I think that's very smart. And you know he's only twenty four years old as well. So if 
if he can produce something similar to what he put the numbers he put up this year, I think that that will be a fantastic deal for the um, for the New, New Jersey Devils, and I really think that that'll benefit them um, in the long term. So. If they can get that, if they can figure that all out, and he can play, and he'll probably he'll probably be on the top line with with either Hughes or Heisher, and he'll slide into that role again perfectly, and especially with them adding Andre Palat, and um, you know they they have a few other forwards in their pipeline that are probably going to be called up this season. I'm excited for what the Devils have, what the Devils are building towards, but. It all really depends on if they can put these pieces together and have it all pan out because it has not for the last few seasons. But you never know. You really never know at the NHL, and that is half the reason why I love this sport. So um, transitioning to the best under-the-radar signings of the NHL offseason. So uh, for starters on this list, there are a um there are a few signings um you know Dylan Strom going to the Capitals on a one year deal could be a really big upgrade for the Capitals but um you know you never know uh, Strom coming into a new team new system after being in the Chicago Blackhawks uh Max Domi going to the Chicago Blackhawks pretty much on a one year prove it deal to see if he can uh you know pick his game up and you know, level up his play so, my, you know, by the time the trade deadline rolls around, he can go to a contender again because he was traded last year from Columbus to the um, Carolina Hurricanes. So those are two guys that uh, did not make the list but are interesting deals that have happened. Uh, now, moving on to the list, Andre Burakovsky to the Seattle Kraken, a five-year, $27.5 million deal. This is a uh, this is a good deal for Seattle, and honestly, it's, Seattle is uh, Seattle's making some pretty pretty big power moves considering they didn't get the Vegas treatment. So, with the way that they've been building through free agency, and I mean, you get Shane Wright in the draft, which honestly they didn't not expect to get him at all. Um, but Burkowski played fantastic for. Uh, for the Colorado Avalanche, and he's, uh, you know, he had 22 goals uh, and 61 points in 80 games last year and, you know, won the Stanley Cup. So he uh, he stepped up big to uh, help Colorado clinch uh, the sweep against the sweep of the Oilers, and he did drastically help them uh, in the finals as well. So I think it's great for the Kraken to get this type of guy, and he will uh, – He'll definitely help out a lot of their uh, younger guys like Matty Bern- uh, Bernier and Shane Wright. Uh, Eric Comrie signed with the Buffalo Sabres, a two-year, $3.6 million deal. Um, you know, it's he uh, he played very – he had an underrated season for Winnipeg. He went 10-5-1 with a, a .920 save percentage and 2.58 goals against average behind – uh, a below average Jets defense, which is uh, not wrong. <laughs> you know, 
it's pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, especially with the Jets having Connor Hellebuck as well, they – Connor played pretty well. Um, he was all right for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I know – I know, look, I am a Devils fan, and I'm like, oh, you know, he played for the Devils. But that's just because that's the last team I remember him on. Uh, I don't really remember where he was before that. But going into a Sabres system where, yes, the Sabres aren't great and they're rebuilding and this and that and all that, but he, uh, you know, he can go in and he could maybe win the uh, starting job. I mean, the projected starter is Craig Anderson. I mean, Craig Anderson is... Uh, a little bit on the older side, and I think Comrie, uh, Comrie can really step in and maybe get that starting role, and I think it'll work out a lot. I think it'll work out better for him if he can get that and get those, you know, uh, get all of those minutes uh, for himself. Uh, then we got Andre uh, Case Cass signing with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, one year, one point five million dollar deal, and uh, you know, he's one of those guys that he has really never stayed healthy, unfortunately. But he's he's a fantastic uh, middle six winger, and if Carolina can get a lot out of him, I think it'll be a really good deal for them because uh, they lacked a little bit with. Uh, their forwards and this year too they lost uh you know need a rider um to the national predator so if you can get another uh winger to fill that role it might be a very good um very good deal for him uh then we have brett kulak with the edmonton oilers four years 11 million dollar deals um this is a good deal for the. This is definitely a good deal for the Edmonton Oilers because their defense sucks. All right, <laughs> there's no better fucking way to, to say that. Their defense sucks. I, aside from Darnell Nurse and Tyson Barry, you got nothing. And you know, signing a pretty good, uh, pretty good defenseman is something that they really needed. And you know, Duncan Keith retired in July, and they needed a. Um, Top four defenseman, and I think it will. Uh, I think it'll work out in their favor. Honestly, I really do. Because uh, if if they get defense, that team is going to be disgusting with Jack Campbell in net. And if they can just get some sort of defense around Campbell, your offense is perfectly fine. And now you have a defense around a very good goalie. I you know. It'll be interesting to see what they can get uh, accomplished, really. Um, David Perrance uh, signed with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, two years, $9.5 million. Uh, you know, they uh, Detroit has made a lot of great moves, and if they uh, if Perron can um, replicate what he did last year, where, you know, he's 34 years old, but he had 27 goals and 57 uh, points in 67 regular games, uh, regular season games, and he had nine goals and 13 points in 12 playoff uh, games. So if you can replicate something like that, uh, Detroit will have found themselves a, a very good uh, forward. And, you know, they still have uh, Jacob Rana, and they also signed Andrew Kopp. So 
they're looking uh, they're looking pretty good. And the final person on this list is Frank Vetrano, uh, who signed a three year, ten point nine five million dollar deal with the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I think he definitely helps out the Ducks in the sense that he's got he's a good speedy winger, and um, he will definitely help out uh, being put on a line with you know maybe. Trevor Zegers, I think Trevor Zegers would definitely help uh, Vertrano out a lot, and I think if you put those two guys on same line, the speed that those that they have would be outstanding for the Ducks, and it might be something uh, some other teams might not be able to defend very well. So I think if they can get that done, you know, it'll be a uh, I think it'll be a pretty good deal Uh for the Ducks, and it's you know fairly cheap. Three years, ten point ten point nine five is really not that much considering some of the deals that we've seen signed. Um, then moving on uh, to the final piece before some fantasy hockey talk is um, Adidas won't seek to renew uh, NHL uniform and apparel deal after the 2023-2024 season. So pretty much uh, they just decided to um, not re-up. And it's, you know, it's fine, but it really is quite, you know, it's really concerning because you now want to know who's going to make the NHL jerseys after next season. And I'll be the first one to say it. I hope to God it's not Nike. Um, I've had a problem with Nike for the last few years, and that's just uh, I'm a big soccer guy as well. And Nike soccer jerseys are so boring and bland and just not great. So I'm hoping it's not Nike. I'd love for them to maybe go back to Reebok or uh, CCM. I think that would be fantastic for the NHL. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting to see what, they, uh, what they're going to do for the next uh, – like who's going to start making their apparel and jerseys and stuff uh, within the next two years? Because once this deal's up, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be interesting, and you know we'll see what happens. So now we're going to dive into before we get into the movies, we're going to dive into the top ten. It, it it's it's a top fifty rank, but I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna dive into all fifty players. We're gonna do uh, you know top ten from each list. Maybe say maybe see who should get bumped up, et cetera, et cetera. So top ten uh, centers on this list is Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Nathan McKinnon. Do not see that top three um, really moving moving much at all. Um, that's a fantastic top three and. I think those guys all go one, two, and three in any fantasy draft for fantasy hockey. Uh, four, five, and six is Alexander Barkrovs at four, Sidney Crosby at five, Mika Zibanejad at six. Uh, that's also a very solid, you know, five, six, seven. Uh, Zibanejad had a really great year for uh, the Rangers. Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby. Um, J- JT Miller, I think, is a little, they're a little high on. Um, I genuinely think, like, I don't want to say, cause just because I, I think 
I think Miller should be 10, but that's just me. Um, and then 8, 9, 10 is Sebastian Ajo at 8, Jack Eichel at 9, Jack Hughes at 10. So I think I think it should go Ajo, uh, Miller at 8, Eichel at 9, Jack Hughes at 10. I think that's a I think it's a better uh one than Miller at 7. I think Ajo's a better center centerman than JT Miller, but you know, not much I can do about that. So, those are those are the top 10. I think it's pretty fair. Um, you know, there's a lot of other people uh you know, a lot of other great names on this list, but you, you know, there's um <clears throat> There's just uh there's a whole lot of, whole lot of centers in the NHL, but I think that top ten is pretty solid. Uh, if Kenny Malkin comes in at number eleven, uh, per, per, Patrice Bergeron at twelve, Braden Point thirteen, Elias Lindholm at fourteen, and Nazem Kadri at fifteen. I'll cut myself off there, and it's a pretty solid list if I'd say so myself. Uh, other than that, I'd just say J T. Miller is a, a little too high. He had a really good season last year, but I don't know if he'll be anything remotely close to that. So, uh, moving on to the defenseman now, we're, we've got Camel Carr at one, Victor Hedman two, Adam Fox at three, Roman Yossi at four. That's a very disgusting top four. Um, you know, obviously, Camel Carr is one of the best defensemen in the league right now. Um, Defensively, he's all right, but offensively, he's easily the best out of those four that I just named. Uh, Victor Hedman is always Victor Hedman. I just I'm sick and tired of hearing his name at this point, but he's a great defenseman. Uh, Adam Fox, uh, good to see Fox getting that three spot. Uh, had a very good year last year. Obviously, won the Norris the season before, and. Um, he just keeps he just keeps killing it for for the Rangers. So, really, not much more I could say about Adam Fox other than I think he might. You know, I feel like every year he's just going to be able to put up ridiculous numbers. So, and he's a great two way defenseman. Uh, Roman Yossi from Nashville, uh, very good as well. Kind of think he may, might have should uh, should have won the Norris, but. Uh, that's only because he also he had a great uh, offensive year this year, but uh, and you know he played very well defensively and helped Nashville get to the playoffs. So then we've got John Carlson, Aaron Ekblad, Moritz Sider, Quinn Hughes, Chris Letang, and Morgan Riley. So yeah, I, I mean. This is defenseman. It's a little bit, a little more tougher because it's it's really just a crapshoot, uh, in my opinion. One, if you have Camel Car, Victor Hedman, Adam Fox, Roman Yossi, and I, even John Carlson, sometimes great. You got a defenseman, uh, set them and forget them because there's nothing more you can really do about that unless they're obviously they're not playing and then you throw in your backup defenseman. But yeah, so I think those are some great. That's a great top four um but i think maybe you know you put cider had a fantastic year uh quinn hughes had a pretty good year and chris letang also had, chris letang and morgan riley both had good years as well so it's really hard to kind of like 
swap anybody on this list. And I think it's a pretty fair top 10. Uh, we'll go all the way down to 15 just to read them out. Uh, Brent Burns, Devin Taves, Drew Dow- Dowdy, Tory Krug, and Thomas Shabbat are the uh, rounds out the top 15. And that wraps up this segment of fantasy hockey. So uh, as we get more into the NHL season, I'll uh, try to keep everybody updated on some good fantasy stuff. I don't. I have played fantasy hockey in the past, but I haven't, you know, gone super try hard into it. So this this might be the year that I actually do that. Um, now to a segment that I'm going to enjoy talking about which is some of my favorite hockey movies. Now, these are probably going to be the popular hockey movies, all that, this and that. But these are just the movies that I've watched and I enjoy to watch uh, every now and then. Uh, Number one on my list is easily, without a doubt, my favorite Disney movie to exist. And that is Miracle, which is all about the Miracle on Ice when the... um, United States beat the Soviet Union uh, in the 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid. Um, This is easily one of my favorite movies um, from Disney because it's just, it's so good. Um, And, you know, Kurt Russell does a very, very good Herb Brooks, and it's it's such an enjoyable movie to watch. Uh, The whole preface of it, how, you know, they didn't bring any NHL players. It was all college kids. They're like one of the youngest rosters, and they were able to have all this success and beat arguably one of the best teams, uh, one of the best countries uh, in hockey. And to do it on a uh, world stage in the Olympics is just fantastic. So um, if you have not watched this movie, I highly recommend that you do. Um, it is great, and... It is just it's such a fun watch. I really, I literally I watched it I watched it the other day because this movie it's such a good watch and I really enjoy watching it. It's easily my favorite hockey movie. Um, then keeping it in the Disney family is uh, the Mighty Ducks. You can never go wrong with the Mighty Ducks. Um, you know, all about a uh, ragtag youth hockey team, and you know. It's just uh, you know, it's a nice family fun watch. You can never go wrong with it. you can never go wrong with it. It's a great, great uh fun watch. And um yeah. So now we're getting into the comedies. Um my one of my favorite comedies of this genre in hockey movies is gotta be um Goon. I think Goon is hilarious watching Doug the Thug Glatt. And, um, you know, put Sean, uh, Sean William Scott does a great job. And it is just, it's such a funny, well, it's funny, but it is also very violent because he, uh, Sean William Scott's character, Doug Glatt, literally just beats the shit out of people. Um, you know, that was once a thing in the, uh, NHL at one point, there used to be enforcers who would literally just go out on the ice and beat the crap out of people to uh, stick up for their team. But it's just, 
it's a, it's just a funny watch. Um, I really enjoy watching this movie, and um, it's. <laughs> I'm just I'm sitting here thinking of like all like the funny moments from this one and uh the second one that I did it's all right it's not great but the just the fight at the end between uh Doug Glatt and Ross the boss Ray is just a it's a fantastic and well shot fight and it's just a it's a, it's a very funny watch and uh to round out this list is another comedy which some of you may know Slapshot. Slapshot is just a, you know, it is always been a funny uh, movie. They have a few sequels, but, you know, it is uh, it is what it is. It's a comedy, and you can never really go wrong with sports comedies. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not much more to talk about with Slapshot. It's just a good, funny movie to watch about hockey. But definitely, definitely... Miracle is, is number one. Uh, Mighty Ducks is number two. Goon is number three. And Slapshot is number four on my list for those movies. Um, yeah, it's just... Hockey movies are funny. <laughs> Sometimes. You can never really go wrong with that. But I think that uh, I think that pretty much wraps up, uh, wraps up everything up. Um, you know... Talked about some free agent deals, some deals signed before arbitration, some fantasy hockey, which we're definitely going to dive more into this season. And, uh, you know, rounded it out with uh, some good good hockey movies to watch if you haven't seen any of them. So don't forget to um, subscribe to the show. Uh, we are now on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, everything. Um, so don't forget to do that. Check out, uh, any of the past episodes and, um, you know, don't forget to check out Chop Sports Media as well, where you can find all of the, uh, other shows that we have on the podcast network. And that's pretty much it from me. So without further ado from your host, Nick Scortino, thank you all for listening and I hope you all have a great day.